today is, what's today? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So I'm always very conscientious on Mother's Day because um, of those of you that may not have your biological mother uh, either with you or even on the earth. My mom's gone home to be in heaven, so I'm very, very conscientious of those of us that their, their mother may have have gone on and passed on and and I just want I just want you to know that today's going to be an awesome day for you today. I want to take just a moment and and I do have a biological mother. It's a biological mother-in-law, but Virginia, would you just stand up because she's she's my mama. Amen. So let's give her some praise for that. And I just I'm very thankful for what God has done and put you in my life today. So I want to talk a little bit about mothers today. Can you imagine that? I bet nobody knew what the topic or the subject was going to be today. But I want to talk about mighty mothers. Say mighty mothers. And and I thought I would do this. I thought I would just mention a few mothers. So if you're taking some notes, we're just going to write a few mamas down. But what about if I was to talk about Eve? Anybody know about Eve? Eve, the Bible talks about, is the mother of the living. She's the wife, remember, of Adam. She's the mama of Cain and Abel and Seth. Does anybody ever think Eve had any trouble with her kids? Does anybody ever think that Eve had some pain and some discomfort, some sadness and some hurting? Now, when Cain killed Abel, I would imagine it grieved Eve's heart when that took place. How many of you know that Eve is responsible for childbearing, or uh, pain in childbearing, and the law, the ladies go, oh no, she's responsible for that. So I thought maybe I'd talk about her today, but I'm not going to talk about Eve today. So we're not going to talk about Eve. Tell your neighbor, say, we're not going to talk about Eve today. And then I began to start thinking about Sarah. The Bible says that Sarah is the mother of nations. Sarah, or Sari, is the first name that she originally had. Did you know that word, Sari? actually meant my princess. So God changed her name from being Sari to Sarah, and it went from being just my princess to the princess of all the families. Did you know that? So we were thinking about talking about Sarah today, and I began to start thinking about she was the mother of Isaac, and Isaac was the child of promise. Can you imagine the pressure that would be on you if you are giving birth to the child of promise? Now, you know, Sarah tried to do some things on her own. She tried to make things happen that God had ordained for her to do, and that was to have a child, that child of promise. And having that child of promise, she decided, there's no way I'm old. There's no way I'm going to be able to have a child. She laughed at God. (laughs) There's no way. But yet she tried to make it happen, didn't she, with Hagar? And that's where the branch of Islam comes out. That's where, when you look at uh, Ishmael, comes out. That comes out from there. And a lot of times, do you know that Sarah had some discomfort? Do you know she really had some pain? Do you know she had some struggle in whether or not she was going to be able to give birth to this, quote, child of promise? Say child of promise. So I thought about maybe talking about Sarah a little bit today, and, and, and I think I'm not going to talk about Sarah today. Is that all right? Did you know that she was 127 years old when she died? 127 years old, and we begin to look at some things now and go, wow, you know, she was, she was really old. She was a little less than 100 years old when she was supposedly to give 
birth or be the mother of this child of promise. But we're not going to talk about Eve today, and we're not going to talk about Sarah today. And I thought about maybe we'd talk about Rebecca, and Rebecca was the mother of Jacob and Esau. And I began to look and think, wow, she's the mother of Jacob and Esau. And how many of you know Jacob and Esau probably fought? And a lot of times we look at this and we don't look at them as being real people. But Jacob and Esau, now, Rebecca was, was the one that she was kind of a little deceptive, you know. There was some deception that went on when Jacob and Esau in the birthright and that, that Esau was supposed to get. And Jacob was, actually came in and got that. Isaac's wife, Rebecca. What a beautiful woman. What the Bible actually talks about that she was barren for 19 years. Now, in the Jewish culture, did you know that it was, they, if they were to bear children, it was a way of having honor. If they were going to have children, it was have honor. Just raise your hand if you're a mother here that you've had a child that you, that you, okay, just raise your hand. Keep it up if you would. Just come on, keep it up. Now you guys look around and let's do even the Hebrew tradition. Let's just honor them. Let's give them a clap because they're, they're honoring them. Okay, you guys can put your hands back down. Now, in our society, it's okay if you haven't been able to bear a child. It's all right. In that society, it was almost they were less than. But we've kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, we've kind of grown in that area. And some ladies may not have a child yet, or maybe that's something they would desire to do. Some, some I know try to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth all on their own. I think there's a family that's, what, 19 and counting or something like that, and they just, I think they're just trying to, to, to help uh, fill the earth, amen? So I thought about talking about Rebecca and one of the things that I know in the Bible talks about Rebecca is she was beautiful. Say beautiful. She was kind. She was compassionate. And she was modest. She was a, a woman that was very courteous. That, that, that's, that's Rebecca. But we're not going to talk about Rebecca today, all right? We're going we're gonna to talk about, do you think she was a mighty mother? Do you think she was a mighty mother to deal with those two boys? They were some, they were some rough boys. So I really thought about maybe we would talk about Jockbed. Now, she, anybody know who that is? She is the mother of Moses. We don't ever hear about Moses' mama, do we? Jochebed was the mother of Moses. And how many of you know she wasn't just the mother of Moses? She was also the mother of Aaron and Miriam. Did you know that Moses had a brother and a sister? The Bible talks about Aaron, and Aaron was older, and Moses was younger, and and she actually took Moses and put him into the river. Come on, somebody. This was a mother that was a mighty woman. And she said, there's a way to be able to get my son saved because there was a decree that he was going to kill the firstborn up to two years old. Sound familiar? And she put him into the river, into the water, into the lake. Are you with me? But a lot of times we don't understand or know a lot about her. Did you know that Aaron, we know about Aaron. Aaron was a priest, right? He was from the priestly tribe. You know why? Because Jochebed was from the Levi tribe herself. So her being from the Levi tribe actually brought in the Levitical priesthood that Aaron and Moses and Miriam actually operated in. So I thought about maybe we would talk a little bit about her today, but we're not going to talk about her today. But you know what I can see? I can see whether it's Eve, whether it's Sarah, whether it's Rebecca, whether it's Jochebed, 
that these were women that were mighty. These were women that, they, they weren't wimpy women. How many of you know you got to be strong in order to be able to put your child into the river to save his life? How many of you know you've got to be strong to be able to deal with Cain and Abel and the murder that took place there and, and then begin to empower Seth to be able to do some things? You've got to be strong in order to be able to be called a princess, not just you are my princess, but becoming a princess of the entire family of the entire earth. You've got to be able to be strong. You've got to be mighty. So I began to start thinking about another mother, and this mother is Deborah. The, this isn't, there's two Deborahs that talked about in the Bible. One was actually a nurse to Rebecca, but this Deborah was, I thought multitasking was something new. Did you know that Deborah was not only a judge, but she was a priestess? Did you know that she was a multitasker even way back then? She, that there was, there's, I read an article about her, and it said she was a honeybee to her friends. That's cool. In other words, she was sweet. She was just giving sugar. She was all of that. But you know what? To her enemies, she was a stinging bee. That's Deborah. Say Deborah. And I think about Deborah, and I look at what, what she's done, and I thought, man, what a mighty woman. How many of you know women's lib didn't take place to what, the 1920, 21 here in the United States? But yet Deborah was a judge. She was a ruler. She was a multitasker. Did you know this? Did you know that she was a songwriter and composer? I was like, hey, it was multitasking, honey. You, you kind of like Deborah in there. You got all that stuff going on, all that multitasking stuff going on. And it's like, that didn't just happen recently. It was back then. She was a mighty woman. Say mighty woman. I thought about really breaking things down and talk about Deborah and judges, but I'm not going to talk about Deborah today. How about that? And then I began to start thinking about, maybe I'll talk about Bathsheba. What about Bathsheba? Well, that was, you know, Uriah's wife and then David saw Bathsheba, and obviously she was very beautiful, and then there was some things that happened that just wasn't too kosher, right, with Uriah and that. But she ended up becoming the wife of David, and she also ended up becoming the mother of Solomon. She was the mother of Solomon. Do you know that he, she molded him? She molded him. And I thought about the pain that she must have gone through. And then there was a time where she had such influence over David. How many of you know those wives have influence over their husbands? They have influence. So Solomon was his mama, was Bathsheba, and Solomon was to be king. And David had told... Bathsheba, that Solomon would be king, and then there was another son that was trying to rise up and be a king, and how many of you know that Bathsheba had influence over David because she said, hey, you said Solomon would be king. And there was influence, and, and, and when David saw what was taking place, he began to reposition Solomon to the place. How many of you know that Solomon built the house of the Lord? How many of you know that Solomon was a very rich and wealthy man? 
How many of you, not only was he very rich and wealthy, but he had wisdom, say wisdom. How did he get that wisdom? Don't you think some of it came from mama? Don't you think some of it came from a mother that was a mighty warrior? Don't you think that, that it was about Bathsheba and she was beginning to shape and mold and bring him to a place? She was smart. She was intelligent. Oh, listen to the mighty warrior, the mighty woman today. She was smart. She was intelligent. And she had influence. Turn to your neighbor and say, that mama had some influence. Tell them, say, that mama had some influence. Your mama's got some influence. My mom had some influence. It came with a, a three-foot yardstick about that thick. And man, she would, we, I, all I know is that I could run faster than my mama. We had a closet, and it had that three-foot yardstick. In our house, you would come in, you came in to the, to the door off the carport, and there was the kitchen, and there was the living, uh, the dining room, and then you went through a doorway, and there was the living room. And it also had a doorway out there and a front door over there. So you could come in the door off the car, a carport bill, and you could come into the kitchen, and then you'd walk into the kitchen, and there was a countertop, and there was a cabinet, and she would keep her vacuum cleaner and that yardstick. Well, how many of you know <laughs> that that cabinet had a double magnet? Anytime you open that, Eric, would you go get the vacuum cleaner? Sure. I'm telling you, we knew that sound. So I was in the other room. I, you know, you'd come off the carport and you come in the door and you would come into the kitchen and you could step in here and there was a wall and a doorway down there and a front door over there. And we're in the living room and I'm with my three, uh, my brother's three years older than I am. And we decided whatever channel we wanted to watch or whatever was going on, we decided to duke it out. Oh, come on. I never had no guys duking it out with their brother around here. We're duking it out in the living room, and, and it gets pretty heated, and usually I'm getting whooped up on by my brother because he's older than I am, but that changed when I got to be 14. But anyways, all of a sudden, we heard that, and I'm telling you, we heard that, and we knew what was coming this way. Mama was coming with some influence. But she, on the other side, if you could picture the other side, she went to that cabinet, and she went, Choo-choo, and she made a mistake. She came into this door, and when she came into this door, all she could see was the front door that was open and now was closing. And she steps into the room, and I'm out the front door, and my brother goes out this way and out the carport, and there's nobody in the living room. Just because that noise of influence that was taking place. So... I thought about the mighty mothers, and I thought about through the Bible, and I could go through mother after mother after mother, and I thought about the influence that they had, the influence that they have over their family, the influence they have over shaping and molding and developing, and what an honorable thing. So you say, well, they, you know, Pastor, that, those are some Old Testament moms. What about some New Testament moms? I'm glad you asked that. You were just getting ready to ask that, weren't you, Mother? You were getting ready to ask that. There's another mother I want to talk a little about, Salome. Now, some of you, this actually is, a, is a, another offspring of the root word or the word shalom, Salome. Salome was, um, anybody know Mama Salome, anybody? It wasn't salami. She wasn't Italian. Hey, Mama Salome. She was Hebrew. She was Jewish. She was actually the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. Y'all do know James and John had a mama, right? You know Peter had a mama, right? 
And sometimes we're like, oh, no, they're disciples, you know. They were just all perfect, man. They had everything going on. They had a mama. And how many of you know they had a mighty mama? Because when you empower your children to do something, and these two guys were the sons of Zebedee, and Zebedee was a fisherman. Say fisherman. So this was, you know, do I have any wives that, that their husbands like to fish? A little survey, I like to fish. All right. Do you guys like to fish with them? Okay, good. Well, that's, that's good. But what happens if you don't and your husband's gone all the time and he's fishing? And then the boys grow up and then they go with him. Hello? What happens when they come back home with that catch of fish? Mamas, they're like, fix it. We're ready for supper. <laughs> I need some supper. Can you clean the fish or fix the fish and let's fry it up in a pan? And, you know, and then all of a sudden mamas work. So I could understand if, if it was a big fisher family and, and then they were going off to fish and then they were beginning to come home, how Salome would be going, I guess we're having fish tonight. I wonder who's fixing it. See, and a lot of times, I like to think about those things. I, I like to think about that. But you know what was cool about Salome? You know what was cool about her? The Bible says she ministered to Jesus. Oh, not only were her boys involved in the ministry, but she ministered to Jesus. Where Jesus went, she was there. So I figured Zebedee must have been, he must have been out there fishing, right? And, and James and John were with Jesus, and there was Mama kind of hanging around. Oh, come on. I got some mamas that kind of hang around and watch the boys. I want You better act right, boy. John, I told you. <laughs> I saw the other day when you, you know, Jesus wanted this and you didn't go do it. I done told you. You go get it done now. That's the mother of influence. So Salome, she'd be able to minister Jesus. And then there was some other. I'm not going to talk about her. How about if I just not talk about her today? How about Mary? Anybody ever heard of, a, of, of anybody, mother named Mary? Mother Mary, you know why when we refer to Mary, Jesus' mother, that she's referred to as the Virgin Mary? Anybody ever heard that? Do you know why? Because there's about six or seven, there's seven different Marys mentioned in the Bible. So a lot of times we have to determine is that Mary, the wife of Cleopas, is that Mary, the mother of Jesus, are you with me? Is that Mary, the mother of John Mark? So a lot of times, see, Mary was a very common name. You know, kind of like, I guess, Smith or Johnson or might be a common name in the United States. Mary was a common name. Now, I want to talk about Mary, who was the mother of John Mark. Say John Mark. Come on, say it again. John Mark. John Mark. Who was John Mark? Because John Mark, when, they, when he showed up and he was with Paul, he went on a missionary trip with Paul. And obviously, <laughs> Paul, was, Paul and John Mark got sideways. You know, Paul had said something to Barnabas about, hey, look, I'm going to take, take John Mark with me. And, you know, and then he was like, okay, you take John Mark. And, and John Mark's with, with Paul. And there's either things got difficult or John Mark was missing his mama. Because the Bible talks about John Mark leaving Paul and going back to my, his mama. Now, he must have had a special bond with his mother. She was a mighty woman, so, so mighty that if you'll read on about John Mark, it wasn't over for John Mark. In fact, things must have been patched up between him and Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas was actually John Mark's cousin cousin. 
So when the family gets together and talks about John Mark, it was like, man, I thought you went out on a ministry trip. Well, I was on a ministry trip, but I miss my mama. I miss my mama. I had to come back to mama, mama. Are you with me? And we look at it and we think, well, we, we, don't, we, don't, we, we can put some things together. So John Mark, his mother was named Mary. Say Mary. His mother was named Mary, and he was missing Mary. Do you ever come to a place where you miss your mama? Do you ever come to a place, and there's times where I do, and I'm thankful for my biological mother here, but there's a time where I miss my mama, and there's a time where then when I got a boo-boo when you were a kid, there is, you know, it's like, ah, and they run by dad and go to mom. Don't they? It's like, I'm like, oh, come here, boy. He runs right by me, goes right to mama. How many of you, isn't that true? There's just some things that only mama can fix. There's a hug that a father can give, but there's a nurturing hug that a mother can give. And as we begin to look at it, or I thought about looking at these mighty mothers and going through and and thinking about these mighty mothers that we have, you may not have a child written in the Bible You may not have dealt with some things that they've dealt with, but I could tell you that the different mothers in the Bible, you have a lot in common with. There was pain, there was hurt, there was healing, there was times of uncertainty, there's times of doubt. And and, and as mothers, you don't realize how mighty you truly are. You you we take it for granted. And maybe you've taken it for granted. Where does that strength come from? Where does that peace come from in situations? Where does that determination come from in certain situations? In the 21st century, we have mighty mothers. I've got a video that I want to show, if we've got that ready, Mike. I want us to be able to just absorb this, and I want to speak some things into your life today, and then we're going to honor the mothers today. Check this video out. There are those who say that this is ordinary, but don't let that fool you. Mother will always be the bravest, least ordinary, most difficult, utterly challenging career that anyone ever hopes to lay claim to. while others might hear diaper changer, food maker, laundry doer, carpooler, bottle washer, sweatpants wearer, life on hold, want to be doing anything else, woman. The truth is, whether it feels like it some days or not, you are in fact a shelter from the storm. You are a cape of good hope. You are a warrior who will do battle for your children's hearts, souls, attention, innocence, education, and memories. Go to battle, my friends. This is your time. We will hold strong on either side of you. We will pray for those bottles through the dark watches of the night. And when doubt comes, 
and children break, when adults fail them, and when they push and push as hard against us as the day we deliver them into this world, we will not be broken. We may ache and see cracks tear through our hearts, but we will get up again tomorrow and we will load the clothes and the words that need to be said again and again and again. And when the world tries to claw at them, to break them, to smash the beauty in them, may our walls hold true. May the lessons we've told, the truths we've lived, the life we've spoken into them come back easily, predictably, with wash and repeat ease. Kingdom business, Jesus work. This shaping of souls, this raising tiny humans. There are those that say this is ordinary. Don't buy it for a second. Mighty, you are mighty because you, mother. Let's give the Lord some praise for those mighty mothers. I want to, as we begin to wind down today, I want to share some things that I was looking at. When I looked at the mighty mothers, and I began to look at this congregation and those of you here, that whether you're an early mother or a late mother or whether you've been mothering for the last 45, 50 years or you're just beginning to mother, don't quit. Don't stop. We need that. I was I was so moved this week. There was there's a pro athlete from the Thunder that won the most valuable player. Now listen to me. And he stood up and I was in tears as I was listening to him take one of the most moving speeches, and you can go on YouTube. It's Kevin Durant's most valuable player speech. He took more time than in probably any player in the history of the NBA to thank not only his teammates, but he talked about being an MVP. And I sat there and I watched that, and my tears began to come down my face as I listened to what he said. And at the very end, he began to look at his mom, and he began to say, Mom, I remember the time where we were in the apartment. We had moved into this apartment, and it had no furniture. It had nothing in there. And we were in the middle of the living room holding and hugging each other. We thought we had arrived. And his mother took him and his brother and raised them without a father in the home. 
and he began to start talking about his mother. And I'm telling you, I know families just like him. I grew up with a mother and a father in my home. I'm very thankful for that. But my best friends didn't have a father, and they were just almost like Kevin Durant, where they thought they had arrived, and and, and there was no furniture. There was none of the things that we thought that we would have comfort with, but yet mom was there. Mom was there working a job or two jobs. She was there sometimes working three jobs. And if we've never experienced that or if you've never seen that, he began to start talking about who the real MVP was. And he said, it was, Mom, you are the most valuable player. And it was about his mother. Listen to these attributes. As I looked over these different mothers in the, in the Bible, and there's many more that we could talk about today, they were able to overcome heartache and pain. All the mothers that we've even talked about today and mentioned, I wasn't going to preach on them today or teach on them today, but they've overcome heartache and pain. Did you know that one was called a princess, but mothers, you are a queen. Not only do you overcome heartache and pain, you are royalty, you are majesty. They're strong, they're powerful, they're sturdy. These are moms I'm talking about here today that are tough, yet they're kind and they're kind-hearted and they're warm and they're compassionate and they're gentle and they're generous and they're tender. I'm going to have the kids come on and come in right in here, please, guys. They're loving. These are mothers I'm talking about. They're caring. They're passionate. Listen, yet they're strict, yet they're firm, yet they're disciplinarians, yet those are the mothers that are solid. What about some other characteristics of mom? They were shaping and building and encouraging and molding. And some moms don't take no for an answer. Some moms stand in the face of adversity and say, look, I know you got to do your homework. It's got to be done. I'll help you with it. Some moms will even do some stuff for, for their own children. But I began to start thinking about how smart they were. I don't know about you, but I had a mom, she was quick-witted. I mean, I could say one thing, she'd come right back with another, and I'd go, what does that mean? Because it was her terminology. She was savvy. She was intelligent. I had a mother that actually completed high school before she was 16 years old because they, she was intelligent. They moved her up into another grade and another grade because she needed to finish sooner. She wasn't able to go on to college, but yet she probably could have done college in two and a half or three years. She was influential. Mothers are strong. Mothers are persuasive. Mothers are forgiving. Mothers are merciful. Mothers are compassionate, soft-hearted, and understanding. I wrote down nurturing. They're rearing. They're raising. They're supportive. They're parents, but they're more than just parents. They're mama. They're mother. And the word mother is nurturing. Here's some other attributes of you moms today. Trusting and faithful, constant and true, devoted and dedicated and committed, dependable, reliable, sounds like an automobile. Steadfast, unwavering. There were times when I did some stuff and my mom was like, you are not doing that. You're not doing that. 
I didn't raise you to be like that. I didn't raise you to do that. You are not doing that. And I needed somebody in my face telling me you are not doing that. Or you, yes, you will make an A on that test. Yes, you will. Mothers are protective. Mothers are shielding. Mothers are persistent. Anybody have a persistent mother? Can they be patient? Yes. Calm, composed, resolved, determined. Listen about the Bible and and those that are there. And you guys are the same way. You are mighty women. You guys can have a seat. I'll be just a moment. You guys are awesome. Mothers are beautiful. They work real hard and my, I'm, I'm the youngest of five, and it wasn't easy for my mom, and my father was a bricklayer, and there were times where he was out of work four or five months of the year because we lived in upstate New York, and they got snow up there, y'all. And it's hard for a, somebody that is laying brick or block to work outside and mix concrete and have somebody work out there when the, when the weather is either snow on the ground or it's frozen. They're beautiful. Mothers, listen. You are pretty. You are pretty. You are amazing. You're delightful. You're charming. You're gorgeous. Uh-huh. You're stunning. And if you're a mother, you just got to say inside, that's me. That's me. No matter whether you're made up or not made up, no matter whether your hair's done or not done or nails done or, or not done, you are stunning and glamorous. You are amazing. This is what the mothers in the Bible, this is what God was talking about with mothers. You're elegant. Exquisito. Exquisito. You're exquisite. These are the mothers. And we want to be able to honor the mothers. Miss Jessica, we want to be able to honor you, but let's honor the mothers with a hand clap of praise to the Lord today. And I want you to know how amazingly wonderful you are. These kids love their mommies. I'm telling you, they work really hard on their Mother's Day gifts. So you guys are welcome to go find your mom Listen, listen, listen real fast. Listen, okay? Go take her, your stuff, and then I want you to come right back. Give her a big hug and tell her you love her, okay? Okay, and then come right back. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's how. He's like, wait a minute. She's over here. Oh, 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 be careful. Or your grandmas, if your grandmas were here and you made them something special, you can go and find um, find your grandma if you didn't. Okay, are all my kids back? Okay, we didn't leave um, your other mothers in the crowd that don't have your kids, or maybe they're all grown up. Um, we didn't leave you out. So if you are a mom and your kids aren't here, please stand up. We want to give you a special gift as well. So um, our moms and grandmas, stand up. Stand up, Pastor Virginia. Stand up. If your kids aren't here and you didn't get an awesome um, kid, so I want you to come back over here. I want you to grab a rose, and I want you to go see all these moms, wonderful, wonderful moms that are standing there. I want you to go hand them a rose, okay? 
Okay, Joseph, get, let's get one rose. Let, let's let's kind of get one rose over here. And then, ladies, when you get your rose, you may have a seat. Here, Joseph has some roses right there. It's okay. Joseph has a couple of roses. It's okay. And if you didn't get a chance to get a rose, it's okay. You can have come back and have a seat. And after you do that, guys, come back and have a seat, please. Oh, we love our mommies. I'm telling you. We did an awesome, all about me, papers, about their moms. Yes. We have two. Come on, ladies. Guys, we got some more over here. I know. We, oh, there, there's. There we go. I see some moms. I, Whitney, Whitney, I see a mom right way. Okay, she already has one. Let's see. Way in the back. She's got one. Or do you have one? Right here. Over here. Yeah. Just look at the moms that are standing. Oh, Let's see, do we have any kids that have extra roses? I just saw, I still see kids running around. Okay, the rose broke. Apparently, we had a fallen rose. Anybody? Okay, look, Miss Lori found some more roses. There we go. Go find a rose for a mom. We have a lot of awesome moms today. Amen. Praise God for our moms. Amen. Praise God for our moms. Okay. We got one. We got one more. Delana, right here. Take that to her, right there. Did, did all the moms get a rose? Did everybody? Everybody get one? You're not a mom. One more thing. One more thing is is we wanna we wanna take just a moment and honor somebody very 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 very. Very, 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 very special to us. Um, Miss Lucille, could I ask you to come on up, please, ma'am? Every year, I was, I was sharing with Shelly this morning. There's been many years in the past, we've been here for 16 years, that we would honor the youngest mom, we would honor the oldest mom, we would honor the, the mother with the most children, we would honor all this other stuff. But one of them was we would honor the oldest mother. And at that time, Miss Lucille was a little bit younger than Virginia's mother, Shelly's grandmother, Gigi. Everybody remember Gigi? So we would honor the oldest mother, and it would be like Gigi was 92. And Miss Lucille was a little bit younger, so Gigi would get the rose. And then the next year, we would honor the oldest mother, and I'd, sometimes I'd look to Miss Lucille, and it would be like, and then it would go, Gigi wins again, you know? Um, and, and Gigi's gone home to be with the Lord. And you probably are our oldest mom here today, so let's give her some praise for that. But we, we got, we, we've, got, we've got one more thing we want to honor you with. Miss Lucille, for 14 years, has been the card ministry. So when some of you received a card and it said, From Living Word Fellowship Family, man, I would somebody would say, Man, thank you for the birthday card. And I was like... Um, I didn't really send that out. It was really, and, and then finally I got to the point where it was just like, I quit explaining it and I just took all the credit and they said, thank you for the birthday card. And I said, you're welcome. Thank you for the anniversary card. You're welcome. Thank you for the sympathy card. You're welcome. You know, instead of doing that, but she did that for 14 years. We have a special presentation that we'd like to give you today. And I'm going to have, turn it over to pastor Shelley to, to do that. It says this plaque is presented to Mrs. Lucille Blaisdell, 
In appreciation of your 14 years of service and dedication to the Living Word Fellowship card ministry, we thank you for your love and compassion. We thank you for giving up your time to bless others. We thank you for your gracious words over the years. We thank you for bringing hope and encouragement to others. You are a beautiful example of God's love. You are truly a woman of integrity and strength. Love your Living Word Fellowship family, May 11, 2014. (laughs) we have some yes we have some beautiful flowers here for you (laughs) why don't you guys come up here with her because you're going to need to help her with all these goodies her miss lucille's family is here so You know, God is, whatever you sow, you shall reap. And all I'm saying is that she's sown a lot of cards. And I know that there's some children behind us that all have a card for her to be able to reap. But some of you have also given her some cards. And and I'm not sure where that basket is or where that might be. Oh, there it is right there. We have a basket full of cards. You don't have to read them all right now. All right. Um, But you take those home and at your time to know how much you are loved how much you're cherished. Do you have, do you have something Mother, that you want? And, and we also have all these kids right here that would like to come up and, and bless you and give you a card. So what, what we're going to do is I'm going to pray and dismiss today. If you will, just put your, put, put your hand towards the altar, towards Miss Lucille. I thank you and honor and bless this woman of God today. I thank you for her service to you first and foremost, God. She loves Jesus and she isn't afraid to tell others about him. And she's done a great job, and we are very grateful and thankful. And we honor her today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the